welcome to the Dream Build Repeat Podcast. My name is Casey Sharperson, the host, and I'm incredibly excited to have a guest with me uh, to talk about meditation, visualization, and what that looks like in the life of a believer. One of my passions and the reason that I started this podcast is so that I can inspire people and equip people with the tools that they need in order to follow through with their dreams and their passions and the things that God placed inside of them. So today's guest is one of my friends, someone who I love and adore, and I'm going to tell you more about how I know her. But first... I'm going to give you the rundown. I'm going to tell you all the things about her, all the things in her fantastic bio, uh, because she is phenomenal. So today's guest is Taylor Michelle Bell. She is a mindset coach, women's empowerment expert, and founder of Create Her, a movement that helps women manifest the woman that they were called to create. An emerging voice in the meditation space, she designs faith-based guided meditation journeys to help women connect to vision and purpose. Taylor also emerges, also merges her passion for women's empowerment with her C-suite executive administrative experience to help women design profitable, purpose-driven businesses. A graduate of Spelman College with a BA in Comparative Women's Studies, Taylor hosts Create Her workshops, events, and coaching programs. She currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia with her hubby and her fur babies. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. This is going to be so much fun because we are both firecrackers, so I'm just excited to see (laughs) how this plays out, but I am honored to be here. I am honored to be able to share with all of the amazing women, and I'm sure a few gents will hop in, but I'm excited to be here and to just share all that I know, and hopefully to be able to be stretched by some questions and learn more. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm honored that you're here too, because one, I think you're the first person that I've ever met in real life who focuses on meditation, visualization, and um, all of this uh, mindfulness and all of that and how that applies to a believer. So I'm really excited to have that conversation. And I put it out on social media and I got some comments back. I got a lot of questions, a lot of intrigue. So that'll be really interesting to see kind of where we go in that conversation. But what I love so much about you, Taylor, is that you know who you are. Like you are so solid in who God called you to be. And um, just seeing you manifest that in your life and uh, you guiding other people along that journey is just so beautiful. So I'm just thrilled to have this conversation and excited to see where God takes it. Me too. And thank you so much. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So I know that you mentioned that we're both firecrackers. So we're definitely going to get real. We're going to have a full, like a full blown conversation. We're going to go into the deep, into the nitty gritty. But first I want to hear from you because from your bio and from what you put out on social media, you're always talking about create her. So what does this look like? How did you get started in this create her movement? Well, that is a phenomenal question, Casey. Um, So, I got a vision uh, one day. I was standing outside with a former co-worker um, at a job I used to work at. Um, and we were talking in the parking lot. 
and I just kind of got a download. And I think a lot of believers get these downloads all the time. And sometimes they move on them, sometimes they don't. But we'll come back to that. Um, so I got a download. We were talking, and she's um, much older than me, old enough to be my mother. We were engaging in great dialogue. And I said, hmm, I just really see a space where women can show up as the woman that they are creating. They can create her. And I was thinking about creator and create her. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do it. And it's going to be on International Women's Day. And it's going to be phenomenal. And everyone is going to show up as the woman that they are manifesting. So once that vision began to unfold, I began to plan, another layer was added. And that was the vibration of the atmosphere. And I'm using these phrases and I'll come back to define them. But what did that look like? What does it look like for women who are women of faith, who are believers, to show up as the woman that they are called to manifest before she's actually uh, been able to come to her maturation? And I think a lot of times we fear uh, walking in faith, living in faith. It's almost like I don't want to be too arrogant and I, I don't want to think too highly of myself. No, that is wrong. That is the only way we can bring those things in the spiritual realm into the natural is if we believe them and move in the vibration of them. We're showing God that he can trust us with the vision, but we're also showing ourselves that we're still learning to deal with. Uh, so that is where um, the meditation came from. I wanted to figure out how to trigger the atmosphere. So I began to develop meditations and it just so happened to be that my husband is a music producer. He's been a music producer for over 15 years. He's worked with a lot of amazing people. He's worked with Tiana Taylor. He's worked with a lot of cool people. And uh, I said, well, can you take little old me under under your wing and it was a little difficult early on because we're husband and wife right and I'm like no and he's like you don't know what you're talking about but we eventually came on the same frequency and to develop nations together so it's to help rewire reshape the imagination vision of women of faith who are truly trying to create the woman that they're called to be and from then I started uh, hosting journeys and yep the future is continuing to unfold. <laughs> I love this because to hear how you define where you came to this space, I think it's important for us to just even talk about the sensitivity that you have to have in order to receive a download, right? So you said, I believe that people receive these all the time, but I would beg to differ that people are going to People are going to hear this and be like, I've never had this download. What, how, do, how do I get a download? Where does the download come from? How can I prepare for a download? <laughs> That's good. So first of all, for those people who don't believe that they're getting downloads, I would first say, when was the last time you put yourself in a conversation or in a position to be inspired? A lot of times... You have to flow um, syncopated in rhythmic flow with the Holy Spirit for him to speak to you. And a lot of times we're consciously just not on his rhythm. It's not that he isn't inside of us. He isn't speaking to us. 
we just can't listen because what you're looking for is looking for you. So if you are looking for a way to amplify and to take who you are outside of your body, your physical self, and to share it with the world, if you are looking to do that, uh, then God is always going to be giving you pieces, little bit thoughts, visions, dreams, ideas. He's going to be planting these little seeds to see which ones you're going to take and move on. So I would have to beg to differ for all those people. I would have to say, when was the last time you put yourself in an inspired state? And if you are a believer, you should be in spirit, inspired on a daily basis. Hopefully when you're doing your devotionals or listening to a sermon or listening to some worship, you're beginning to create an atmosphere that is ready to be um, impregnated. You're literally just watering the atmosphere around you with the presence of God. And he's like, okay, I'll give you seeds to plant some. You'll linger on others. You'll know you're supposed to move on, but they're all going to require for you to shift out of the woman you are at that moment and be the woman that you are creating or the guy that you are creating. It's a requirement. Yes, I love that you gave examples too. So an example of an inspired state means your devotional time, the time that you're spending, it sounds like a little bit separated from the norm. So I I don't know, maybe you could get inspired on Netflix. It's very possible. But I think what you described is like just taking some quiet moments or some moments kind of outside of the hustle and bustle of life so that it makes it easier to receive. Because I know I've I've been in like crazy spaces where a million things are happening around me and then I get a download. But I think most often it's when I have just set aside some time to be like, all right, I'm going to get out of the normal routine. I'm going to focus solely on myself, my future, my relationship with God. And that's where for me, I usually get my, uh, my moments where I say, hmm, this is an interesting idea. And I don't know how many people identify that idea as a part of a download or a seed, as you said. Mm-hmm. And just to add, I mentioned the aspects of our faith, but these inspirational moments can occur when you're watching secular TV, when you're going to a movie, when you're going to a concert. It doesn't have to look like anything super spiritual or churchy. It could be in the context of you just living your daily life, going into the grocery store and being mesmerized by a new product and beginning to flow with that. We have to look for more things to be inspired by, but a lot of times it starts with gratitude. You have to be grateful for what's in front of you before you can be inspired to really move on what you're seeing. Mm. Be grateful of where you are right now. So you mean that even if I want to do things that I don't see right now, and I'm focused on things that I haven't done yet, that I should just be grateful right now? Yes, you should. (laughs) Because there's always something in the current moment, like just going into the way in which we process, right? We have a conscious mind and it lets us decide what we're going to focus on. When you're sitting in traffic, you pick what you want to focus on. You can either focus on the traffic and be present with the traffic Or you can already have some music playing or an audio book playing that you're ready to dig into. 
So how you uh, shift and make decisions with the consciousness before you is going to determine what your norm looks like when it comes to inspiration. That's good. And one of the other things that stood out to you in coming up with this concept of create her is that you said you came up with the idea or God downloaded the idea and you took action and you just mentioned that you were going to come back to that. So I think one of the biggest things that happens is that we get an idea, we get an inspiration and then for various reasons, we don't act on it. So I want you to kind of tackle that however you see fit. I have a lot of different ways that I can go with it. But what are your thoughts on on taking action? What's the importance of it? How should you do it? Well, I think a lot of people, and just going back to the fact that I'm a little bit of a women's studies nerd, right? So like the woman mind, the woman thought when I was working on my uh, bachelor's degree and I had to do a lot of readings about the woman's voice, I think a lot of people assume that it's just all about pro-women and women are great and we don't love men. No, a lot of what I was studying was the woman's voice, the woman's opinion, the woman's consciousness of different points in time. So if, if... during slavery, we tuned into what the female voice was because a lot of times history was written by the men in power. So we have learned to suppress our voice as women because throughout history, it wasn't what was selected to be recorded. So a lot of this is not even a conscious decision. A lot of this is just within the mindset of generations of women. Uh, depending upon what family you come from and what professions they've selected and their learning styles, which is something I want to get into later, how they process their significance and their importance, how they read where they belong in the world. A lot of that is going to determine whether or not you move on things or not. It starts with all of those places first. So Understanding the significance, what's required, what a woman needs to understand about herself. If you do not understand that you are equal spiritually to male, we are spirits before we have these genders and these sexes. If you don't understand that you're equal and your voice matters and that God can use you just as much as he can use people who are not only of the opposite sex, but those who are of higher or lower classes, higher or lower races, depending on the totem pole that you see in modern societies, you know, um, where you see yourself in the world is going to determine how quickly you move. Because right now, if you have the opportunity to talk to somebody who is willing to give you a check for an idea and you didn't have one at all, how quickly can you manifest an idea? How quickly can you trust God? So your trust in how you should be used in the world, how God wants to use you in the world, is uh, a direct reflection on how you'll probably talk to him in your alone time. And that's an ouch moment, but I see it a lot with people. They don't realize that how they see themselves in the world, how willing they should be used and how willing um, God should use them, right? Where their will lies. Um, It's what they're willing to step out and do. And we have to renew our minds. We have to change the way that we think about this. So I would say that 
elevating wherever you see yourself to being number one, <laughs> to being the first and not the last, right? That is going to be the starting point for you stepping out on any opportunity that comes or any idea that you may have. Oh, that's so good. So you were saying how how we approach God is probably evidence in how we view ourselves and how we accept our voice and our place in society. So I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about that in that way. So really the, the main thing is understanding who God created you to be. But when you know as a spirit that you have rights and you are, um, you know, a royal priesthood, all of these things that God declared over us, I think the society has so, like you said, suppressed us that we shrink back in so many areas that we don't even realize that we're living from a lower state or a lower, um, a lower station than God created us to be. Yeah. And to be honest with you, because so many people are comfortable at a certain realm of belief, like a certain paradigm of belief, our institutions are only prepared to service you at that realm. I wonder what would happen if everyone who calls themselves a woman of faith could take on the fullness of what that means and showed up. Everything around us would have to shift so that we can be the fullness of who we are. And a lot of what's missing is not me not doing my part, you not doing your part. There's not enough camaraderie saying we can all do our part. And if and if you believe that I would encourage you with your idea and you would encourage me with mine, then you would move on your idea quicker. The fact that I was with someone who was twice my age, I don't think that was an accident. She loved the content when I shared it with her. And guess what? She attended and she has attended twice. And I think that that's amazing because she didn't look at me and say, well, she's younger than me, so she can create something like this. No, she took that moment and became inspired to build and write her next book. So if we begin to tear down all of these labels, race, class, gender, age, and really just pursue the fullness of who we were, we could easily act on all of the amazing things that God wants us to do. I should be able to give and share more with other people that I don't even have to do on my own. I would have the capability of doing that. But we just haven't come to a place where that is our norm. So I hope that that answers your question. I think <laughs> I think I'm going beyond it, but these are things that when you say dream, build, repeat, like what does that look like? To me, this is what it looks like. I'm in a flow. I'm in an environment where everyone's in a flow where we can continue to produce, produce, produce without any of these labels. We can just move. And that's really how we're going to establish the kingdom of God on earth. It's not going to be based on the labels. It's going to be based on the work and based on the spirit behind it. Oh, that's good. You know, I feel like, Taylor, you just speak in, in ways that everything you say is weighty. Like everything has 15 meanings behind it. And like, if we can unpack every single word that you say, I mean, I wish we could, I wish we had time, but it's powerful. It's so, so powerful. And I also know that you have such wisdom, such wisdom from, uh, 
really truly beyond your years. So I think it's also interesting that God places you in spaces to reach people of different stations in life age-wise, but then also this wisdom transcends race, gender, class, and all of that. And I love that you have really removed all of these excuses. I call them excuses, even though they could be real, honest, true reasons, but you've removed those to say when you're walking in in the way that God designed you to walk, then those things aren't going to keep you bound because there's always going to be space for you. And there's always going to be space for his ideas to come forth if you're willing. Yes. Casey, you beautifully summed that up. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to convey. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's phenomenal. <laughs> no, that, that was just my takeaway that I'm like owning, I'm owning this takeaway right now. And so you also have mentioned some different words, right? Some different words that we hear a lot in society right now. We're starting to hear more of meditation, vibration, all of that. So before we define those in depth, before I define those, I want you to talk about um, the importance of meditation and what that looks like as many people believe it in the world versus what that looks like for a person of faith or a believer in Christ. Oh, that's good. So whether you are a person of faith or you are not, but chances are you have faith in something. Uh, If you are a human being on on this earth, you are meditating. Uh, When you look at the word meditate in the Greek and in the Hebrew, and just so I stay on track, I'm just going to read out all of the different words that are associated with meditate. Um, Mourn, speak, imagine, mutter, roar, um, talk, uh, commune, complain, declare, pray, prayer, All of these words are in association with meditation. I think we all communicate. We all speak. (laughs) So if you are a speaking, living human being, you are meditating. The powerful thing about uh, intentional meditation, which is when you are consciously saying, I am going to meditate, is that there are so many different forms available. Uh, there's a lot out there to, uh, to offer to anyone who is interested in meditating. And a lot of stuff that's out there isn't necessarily wrong. It's just not complete. Now, let me tell you why. If we search, you know, money meditations and we're hearing someone talk about uh, money's coming to me, money is coming to me. What's incomplete about it is my lack of understanding of where their intention is. When someone says that they are a person of faith, when someone labels who they are, you're getting the intention behind the purpose that they're trying to convey with the message. We can read any book, you can watch any movie, But the intention behind its premise, its purpose, is always going to be the undertone vibration of it. And as a believer, the only complete 
association we should have with meditation is ensuring that we're doing it to elevate ourselves into what I like to say, the kingdom realm. It's a spiritual realm. So if I'm a believer and I've accepted it, by default should seek to renew my mind, right? Should give my soul to my mind, my will, and my emotions. I should give it to this realm. And there's so many scriptures that tell us to think on whatsoever is good, true, pure. They're consistently reminding us to always uh, be in a state of joy, be in a state of peace, just consistently reminding us what our realm looks like. The kingdom realm isn't for your eyes to see. It's for you, your, you and your spirit to experience. So the difference between a traditional meditation is that it may not have that complete fullness to it. While they may have some universal truths, correct, right? Because we still live by universal principles. We still live in this natural world. So there may be some truths there. Some of those people may be in a different spiritual location. And you may not want to join in on their spiritual location because you decided to be a believer. So it's not that they're wrong, they're just in a different place. I'll put it that way. And I think that they will eventually journey into the right place. <laughs> That's my hope. Anyone who is interested in continuing to grow, I hope that I will continue to put out meditations. More people who are called to this space will do it. And they will eventually say, you know what? It's something different about Taylor's meditations. Oh, she's a believer, right? So um, I think those are the major differences. What spirit, what intention, what purpose is behind it? Because when I'm thinking about money and abundance, I know the word says about me being prosperous, right? And how God is going to do that. He's already provided everything for me. So my job is to go out and do what I'm called to do. But of course, believe and change my mindset to see whatsoever is good and perfect and true and to know that he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above that. So I need to meditate on that. I need to speak on that. I need to think on that. I need to close my eyes and listen to something that is going to take me into a world beyond what I can see, because my intention, my purpose is to get everything that was promised for me into this natural world. I don't want to wait till I get to heaven. I want it here. So that is the major difference, if you ask me. Differences, um, of course, there are different religions, so then they have their own spirits, but then there are different, there's the human spirit, and depending upon what your mind, your will, and your emotions are, if you're creating a meditation, I don't know what your mind, your will, and your emotions are. Hopefully, if you say you're a believer, I should be familiar with the spirit, right? And I think in general, we all have to be a little bit more discerning about whatever we choose to swallow, whatever information is out there, because the spirit that we attach ourselves to and build from, dream, build, repeat, <laughs> is going to put us in a frequency, dream, build, repeat, dream, build, repeat. We want to make sure that is one that is of faith if we are believers. So I hope I answered your question. <laughs> so good. So good, because as you're talking about it, right, meditation, and I love that you that you laid out some of the words, some of the synonyms, some of the things that are associated 
because I learned something. I didn't know many of the words that were associated with meditation. So it makes me think about the things that I'm meditating on, maybe unintentionally. So I love music, right? So I noticed that there are certain things that I can listen to and it's going to get deep into my spirit. And I'm going to think about that thing before I go to bed. When I wake up in the morning, if I'm going through something, I'm thinking about that song. And so if I'm able to, to meditate on something or things that are affirming, things that are empowering to me, things that are um, really going to put me in the mindset of the space that I want to be, that to me sounds uh, more more important than meditating on things that we don't want to see in our life. And this is with everything. It's with the items that we bring into our lives, like music, movies, conversations we have. But it, it also is in our inner thoughts. What does turning off all the devices alone in the room, what shows up there? What is alive in me there? What can I see within myself there? And I think a lot of people haven't done that in a long time. I don't think many people spend time alone, alone, and really know their inner thoughts. But you show you where starting from. And if you realize that your inner thoughts all go back to, I don't have enough money to pay my bills, then not only should you be identifying scriptures, right? Because we know that the word is powerful. That's the most powerful meditation you can do is literally just dwelling on a, a scripture. But I like to bring them to life in a way that's more kinesthetic. So there are different types of learners, which I said that I was going to get into. And they're vision learners. Uh, auditorial learners, those to hear, reading and writing learners, and then uh, kinesthetic learners who tend to uh, be a little bit more hands-on. And our imagination is where we see and experience the world every day. You don't have to say you're imagining, you are. Before you leave the house, you've already seen the car. Before you get in the car, you've already seen the door. So your mind is consistently showing you visuals. So the purpose of meditation in the context of what I create is to consistently uh, take all the things we know to be true to the next level so that we are not only experiencing them with our eyes, reading and writing, not just with our ears, but we're having the encounter with our entire hands-on <laughs> moment. And that looks like that visualization. And then we'll have even more of a and create and go and build upon uh, the dream that we're getting. And then repeat, repeat, repeat. Right, Casey? <laughs> I love this. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. So can you talk a little bit more about how um, how those different learning styles can affect your manifestation or your visualization. If I'm more of a kinesthetic learner, how can I incorporate meditation into my life? Or how can I incorporate visual visualization um, according to my different learning styles? That's good. Okay, so I'll do that. So going back to first visual learners, visualization. So that's hugely associated with what you meditate on. Because again, and to see things before you do them. And a lot of times before we decide what we want to create, 
we have to look at our capacity to move with speed. A lot of people are moving very slowly like a snail on, on certain things because they have the vision and they may have dwelt on the vision, but they're feeling all of the fear. And that goes back to the kinesthetic side of things. When you're doing something, whether you're a kinesthetic learner or not, um, a lot of visual, more hands-on, more auditorial, when it comes to moving, it is going to be harder for you because you're not, chances are you weren't the student with the hand up running to the front of the class to do the demonstration. There were very few of us. I'm kinesthetic, so I don't mind moving, okay? <laughs> so a lot of times you have to identify where you are and pay attention to what, whether going back to that example of the visual learner, they have the vision, but it's difficult for them to move, right? Then they have to meditate on things that are going to give them uh, the visuals of moving. Uh, like we know that there's a scripture that talked about the eagle soaring. So if you're reading that scripture, okay, see yourself soaring in the vision. Write out the fullness of the vision. Uh, talk, talk it, speak it into your phone and listen to yourself. I am going to soar into this. There's so many ways that we can play with the word for ourselves. Um, and you don't always have to use the word of God. It could be inspirational things. But so many people are addicted to inspiration and they've yet to move. And then there are those people who move on things who need to sit back and get a clear vision and write it out. So it's amazing how there are strengths and weaknesses with everything because you can be moving on things and it's like, did God tell you to do that, girl? Oh, really? He told you to do that, 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 all in the same season. And now you look up and you're in the hospital because you're exhausted. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to be moving that fast. You know what I mean? So what? Once you understand your learning style, then you better understand how to identify the areas that you are weaker at um, at manifesting, the areas that you are weaker at, um, you know, moving forward with and put strategies around that. But meditation is important because, again, it's not just this close your eyes, woosah thing. It's you speaking it. It's you thinking it. It's you changing the vibration of what you associate with it. So if the words money scare you, ooh, your vibration is off. I need to fix it. If the words marriage scare you because marriage are you like, ooh, I need to fix this if I want to change what's attracted to me. So everything is layered upon one another. And obviously, I don't have time to go into a deep teaching, but hopefully Everyone who's listening can identify their learning style and then draw out a comparison to the vision and look at the other learning styles and say, if all of these learning styles are require me, requirement excuse me, for me to fully move, I need to be able to read and write and see and move forward in this vision. Where are my weaknesses and what can I do to adjust them? Oh my gosh, Taylor. I mean, 
I could I could just sit and listen to your teaching all day. And here's why. Besides you being so engaging, you break things down and you say, okay, here's where you're starting. Here's the next level and here's where you can go. But I have never thought about taking scripture because I'm a Bible nerd. Like I love scripture, but I have never visualized any of it. Like, and, but then again, I'm also not incredibly, I don't, I, I don't want to say that I'm not visual. It's just probably not like my high one, right? <laughs> like if, if I had to put my learning style in multiple, multiple layers, like I never would have thought to visualize myself, but I also never would have thought to, you know, get up and, and put my arms out to soar like an eagle or to put mo- movement or music or sound and like all of those different things to, to scripture, but also what you want to see. So that was really interesting. And I would imagine working with kids, you know, they tell, they tell you all these different things to do. So it kind of cements so that you remember, but I don't know why we don't do this as adults. It's like, we forget. Well, we forget, but we're also encouraged not to be like a child, but everything is the importance of having childlike faith. Most of the most famous people, I'm just going to tell you a secret. I mean, I don't know all of the famous believers in the world, but I bet, I bet, I will put $100 on it that when they get alone at home, they are like children. (laughs) I say that because it requires a certain level of faith. And if the Bible calls it childlike faith, you have to have some naivete. You have to have that creative explosion. Today, we walked the dogs, and behind us was a toddler who was outside of uh, her stroller or his stroller running around, and we went under a bridge first, and there's so many colors on the wall, and the parents begin to say, what colors do you see? Yellow, red, blue, and he's like, purple, yellow, orange, and his imagination is excited about colors. And we have learned to consciously ignore colors, pick the color we want to wear, and that's about it, right? Or select a color for our lip or our hair, and that's about it. That's all of our fun with colors. We don't look and say, wow, that's yellow. Because if you said that with someone as an adult, they may think you belonged on the yellow bus. (laughs) So that's part of that inspired state, consistently staying in this childlike space so that when we meditate on our own, and I was just giving some ideas on how to bring the word into our personal goals, uh, but oftentimes it's it's really paying attention to those worship songs. Those are extremely important for meditation. I uh, really like not only allowing for your sorrows, of course we can cry out to the Lord, but what about really being empowered by it and switching ourselves to believe in a greater way. Like our mentor says, Marshawn Evans, believe bigger. What are we doing every day to continue to remind us to elevate? When we become a Christian, it's not just for us to cry out and just be sad for the remainder of the journey. He's, I mean, I know he's the comforter and the, the help in the time of trouble, yeah, but he's so much more. And, and he can give you that boost of energy. If it's a requirement 
for all believers, I believe that God's like, it's a requirement for you all to really go and do what my son Jesus did. Can you please move in the kingdom realm? Can you create miracle moments all the time? Can you manifest all the time? That's what we're supposed to do. So I need to create an environment in my life that's conducive for that. And that's really what this is about, Casey. It's about what I can do to help serve people so that they can have an environment that's conducive to growing in those areas where they're lacking faith, where they don't have the fullness of God actively moving. It should be normal for Christians to be in peace and joy and happiness when all H-E double hockey sticks are breaking loose. It should be normal. We should really be counting it all joy. We should really be quote unquote cray cray. Okay, but so many of us going back to the traditions of men, going back to those labels I said earlier, we rather assimilate our faith to fit into the world. But I think we're being called to a level of wild, crazy freedom that's going to bring more of the kingdom into the thy kingdom come right into the earth. And it's going to bring more fruit. For all of us to bear and for the world to see. So I'm excited about everyone growing in their meditation and growing in the way in which they move and create the things that they're called to do. Yes. And what I want the listeners to experience is the the release to be free, to be open, to be happy, to be joyful. Because we know that the world has so much stuff happening. There's so much negativity. And it's almost as if um, people could make you feel bad for being happy, for being carefree, because there's so much in the world. But it's like this is giving each and every person the ability to just say, like, I'm going to have joy in every situation and I'm going to enjoy my life and I'm going to do this by experiencing colors, by experiencing childlike faith, by looking at the world through different lenses rather than the lens of politics and the lens of injustice and all of that. Because again, we know that that's all happening. But if we're looking to manifest uh, the person that God has inside of us, the woman, the man that's inside of us, then we've got to do something a little bit different. And we're probably going to look different than most people. And that's okay. Mm. Yes. (laughs) That's so good. Okay. So Taylor, there were a few questions um, people wanted to ask you mostly, but I may chime in. So one of the questions that came in, that's good, that's good. One of the questions that came in uh, was from someone named Christian. And his question, because I said, hey, what questions do you have about visualization, purpose, manifestation, faith? And he asks, how do you accept that something you want may not be the right thing for you. I know this is a little bit, I know it's kind of shifting away a little bit, but I think it's also um, talking a lot about alignment, which we have, we've touched on, I think, uh, but we haven't really gotten into that. So what does alignment look like? What does it look like um, to live according to what should be happening according to to your purpose in your life versus uh, the decisions that you have the opportunity to make? 
So how do you accept that? How do you get into alignment? I honestly wish we could like have him jump on because I'm interested. I'm curious to know what he's talking about, you know? Um, My first thought was, could it be that you are not supposed to accept that this thing shouldn't be in your life and that's why it won't go away? I don't know if he's thinking small-minded about something that he really should have in his life or if he just needs to, which would be my advice, would be to focus on what you can have. Because when your mind is focused on accepting what you can't have, you are positioning yourself to remain in lack. So my response to him would be, okay, you know what you can't have, right? So let's focus on a vision of what you can have. That's how you would combat that. Or my question to him would be, is it that you can have it? You're just too afraid to create the proper discipline, uh, the proper drive to move forward and obtain it. Are you limiting yourself? Because God, again, as Marshawn, our mentor would say, God, a lot of times gives us the desires of the heart of our hearts because he knows that those are the desires that we have. He's working in alignment with us. He's not going to give me the desire to create a million meditations and not give me any gifts or access to do it. That wouldn't be a God I'd want to serve. <laughs> so I hope that would answer the question twofold for uh, that person. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> no, that that was amazing because the way that you approached it, you said, let's flip it on its head to say, why are we focusing on the negative and look at the positive? How what's what's the good thing about this? Because we know that with with meditation, that means you're thinking about something consistently. So if you're consistently thinking, I can't have, I can't have, I can't have, I can't have, that's where your focus is. Versus saying, okay, this opportunity didn't happen. I don't 100% know why, but that door is shut. What's what's my next thing? What's my focus going to be on? My focus on is on gratitude, which we talked about before. My focus is on what I have right now, being joyful for what I have now, and then choosing a new vision, aligning with something new and aligning with something different. Yes. So good. So good. Another question came in from Deidre, and she said, how do you set up a process or routine for meditation? Ooh. So when I lead meditation journeys, I recently led the Spring Into Your Purpose guided meditation journey. Um, One of the things that I discussed was the importance of, like, clearing your mind. And I don't mean emptying your mind. In the mindfulness movement, there's like this this message that says empty your mind. No, I mean, clear it out. So like compartmentalize some of your thoughts so that you can be focused on receiving from what you are about to listen to. Uh, So I think it's a process of scheduling time and clearing the concerns, the care of the world, whether that looks like you know, giving it to God or simply just saying, I can't think about this right now. 
so that you can be focused. And our generation is in a focus epidemic uh, where we just lack it. <laughs> so everyone is ADHD because you have Instagram, Facebook. Blah. So you have, again, you've meditated on these frequencies of adding 20 different things to an hour period of your alone time. Oh, I'm going to respond to a text. Okay, now I'm going to send a picture to someone. Now I'm going to edit a picture to post it. Okay, now I'm going to come up with a caption. Now I'm going to go over to Facebook because I wanted to watch this clip. Ooh, now I'm going to read this food tutorial because I want to make chicken like that. Ooh, now I'm going to look at these Popeyes and Chick-fil-A videos. Ooh, okay, an hour's passed. And then you say, well, why can't I meditate? Well, you have to practice <laughs> getting your mind out of that frequency so that you can move in a more powerful way when you're listening on something you really want to absorb. So I would say reconditioning yourself, looking at your lifestyle and saying, if I want to do a meditation, then I should probably not like we're all told before bed, you shouldn't be on your phone, I think, an hour before bed. But who listens to that, right? <laughs> you know, like you have to create your own plan to kind of wire down. But for me personally, that looks like worship. Worship just calms me. Like when I'm just like, God, you're reverent. You're above me. I love you. That takes me out of myself. So I can't focus on what I just looked at on Instagram or anything like that. And I kind of, I'm kind of cheating. It's kind of selfish for me because I want to go into a meditation. Sorry, Lord, I love you. But that is what, that's where I'm at in my walk. I can immediately just worship. But then again, going back to meditation, worship is not just this act. It is also a lifestyle. So asking yourself the hard question, is my soul really being renewed? Is my mind really being renewed? You know, is my will really given to God? Are my emotions really reflective of what the kingdom and what the word says? Love, peace, joy, happiness. Do people see these things on me? Are they normal for me? Um, and if you do that real assessment and you find that some of those areas are off, that could be another reason why you aren't able to meditate and manifest which is getting the return on that time. Amen, the return. <laughs> so really like moving in that flow where you're in that realm and God's like, oh, I have to bless her with this because her faith, her belief in it, she knows it's her, she believes it's her, so I'm going to give it to give it to her. So just doing an assessment of all of those things um, should probably help her realize where it is she needs to tweak some things or offer her some advice on what to do to kind of, you know, prepare herself for meditation. Yeah. Oh, these are such good answers. Such good answers. So there's one last question that I have for you, uh, which is around how meditation and visualization has impacted your life. What, what are some of the things, what are some of the fruit, um, what is some of the fruit that you have seen uh, from meditation and from visualization? And what have you learned from walking this journey? So we'll start with money because people like money. <laughs> I love, so, um, I don't know, what was it, like two years ago, I worked, I was in an amazing position, a C-suite executive admin position. 
um, assisting a COO um, for a major, major place. And um, I knew it was time for me to go. And from the outside, you would say, why would anyone want to leave? This is the perfect place to start. I was in the position. I started in that position at 23. So I'm already far ahead of the norm, right? Uh, But I knew based on the vision I had, what I was called to build, that I needed to stretch my faith to the next level. And I was going to have to walk on water. So I made the decision to move because I, again, going back to the soul, I had given my will to God. Uh, So I knew if he's telling me to move and transition, then I need to be obedient. Uh, So I moved uh, and transitioned, and a few days later, I secured a contract that was commensurate to my salary. And it wasn't right away. It took like a month and a half, but it was commensurate to my salary practically. Um, And it was cool, right? Because I'm like, oh, now I'm in my own business, taking all this expertise and consulting and doing this on my own. And then it looked like me hosting a and coach women who are building their own visions and me being able to then ask God, ooh, okay, what do you want to give me? So it looked like me manifesting my salary within three days. You know, like that's what it looked like for me. But again, it wasn't this God, you have to do it. I wasn't begging him. I'm like, I'm aligned with you. You know me. This is what I believe about who you are. And a lot of times, God isn't trying to make us go through these journeys of lack or these journeys of um, confusion because he doesn't love us or he just wants us to wait on him. Uh, A lot of times, the waiting on him looks like he wants us to catch up with his flow for our life. And a lot of people are just not in flow. And of course, God great and I don't believe he'll ever judge us you just aren't ready to step into that next piece of your vision so it's not him doing anything a lot of times it's you going through the journey to prepare yourself for the next because if you got a million dollars for that idea today what would you do with it But imagine six months of not having what you needed and being able to write out a plan and be able to see. All of that is just preparation. So what I love the most about God and the Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is literally guiding us. He's teaching us. He is the perfect teacher. He puts us in situations not for us to be upset, not for us to see them in the negative side of things, but he wants us to be able to realize the opportunity for growth. He's a capacity stretcher. That's who my God is. He's always looking to stretch my capacity. As soon as I get comfortable, he's like, I'm going to shake it up right here for you. You know, so, uh, so yeah. So I would say that that is how you begin to um, see more um, meditation, Uh, transpire into manifestation it's literally being obedient during life transitions um and that doesn't look like 
uh, employment or money all the time. It doesn't look like entrepreneurship all the time. It could be the time frame to end a relationship or the time frame to mend a relationship. It can look like the time frame to begin to learn a material uh, between the time frame where you need to master it because he wants to give you a platform to teach it. So it's like being in this flow. And that's why I love music. And that's why I love movement because these, this is how God created the earth. Like he was literally hovering flowing, right? He hovered over <laughs> when he was thinking about creating the world. So I think that we need to do a lot less critical thinking, analyzing, which we are so brilliant at doing. And we have to be a lot more like children with the childlike faith, which sometimes look like ignorance. It looks like uncomfort. It looks like mess. But if we can see the beacon of light within it, and as long as we remain uh, consistent in showing up in our highest selves, if we are going through it, let me show up as if God is my peace and as if he is my joy and as if he has something exceedingly and abundantly above all. If we continue to show up, not just on Instagram with some polished pictures, people. But showing up like that in your real life, I think you'll begin to see the meditation of you being in alignment with his will, in alignment with making him look good. God likes to use people that make him look good, okay? <laughs> so it's like, then he's like, okay, I can trust you with this. I can open up this door for you. And I believe that those listening and for you and me, I think that more doors are going to be flying open. I just see doors flying open because I think we are available to flow at this realm. And if you don't understand what I've been saying, just listen to it over again. <laughs> but hopefully there are some pieces here that are going to speak to every listener because I think it's so important for us to cultivate what our brain is focused on, the thoughts that we have in our mind, uh, the way in which we speak about it, the way in which we move towards it. All of these things determine how we meditate and how we share who we are in the earth. That is so powerful. So Taylor is teaching us things that she does in her real life that she has actually seen fruit and evidence for. I mean, how many people can say they're in an awesome position, they're ready to leave, God tells them to leave, they leave, and their salary is replaced. I mean, come on. Come on. But I think it's that happened multiple times. Multiple <laughs> You're moving because you're in alignment. With opportunities, too, with people, with networks. Like, God saying, go to this conference. I remember with one contract I got, I was in Chicago. My friend called me. She said she got tickets to this conference, a business conference, and I need to be there. It starts tomorrow. Me and my husband got in the car, drove back because I felt like there was an opportunity. And surely there was. A son who used to have a syndicated judge talk show and very famous, great platform, great, um, great foundation. And I ended up consulting with her, being her senior program director, all because I left Chicago and showed up. So these moments happen all the time when you're ready to receive them. And in some seasons, you just have to enjoy rest, too. Don't get me wrong. Everything moving and just lightning fire. But in the rest, in the walk, 
with my dogs for two hours. Me hearing that little boy shout out the colors brought joy to me. And I wonder how many people are that present. I want to be that present with, I'm looking for joy. I'm looking for peace in every season of my life. So it's not just the fireworks moments. It's in the mundane things that we have to learn how to meditate in our highest selves too. And it's practice and I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress, but I'm going to be just like everyone listening, a work in progress until we die. We're never going to be there, but we can only decide every day. We can only choose every day to move towards a lifestyle where we are dreaming, stepping into that, building, doing the work, and repeating it. (laughs) Amazing. I love how you've just incorporated the message just all throughout. You know, just powerful. But you were dropping gems this entire time. So what I want to encourage people to do, because again, Taylor is deep, y'all. Taylor is deep. So this needs to be listened to not just once. Like you need to put this back on, start from the top tomorrow and the day after. Like there's so much information in here that I want people to to feel the release to listen to this again. (laughs) And I think it's important for meditation even for you to hear things that are going to build up your spirit and are going to equip you for where you need to go, especially because if this information is resonating with you on a deep level where you said, like, oh my gosh, I can breathe or, oh wow, there's somebody that's speaking to the soul, like the deep things within me, you've got to listen to this again. And I think that we are in such a society where everything is quick, everything is fast, we check the box. But this is a type of content that needs to be um, meditated on and they need to listen to it again and again. I'm excited about listening because I'm uncertain when I said it. (laughs) Well, Oh, I'm just floating, right? <laughs> Casey, I'm certain I've told you this several times when we talk. I'm like, I don't know what I said to you because I was in the flow. And imagine if we could all just be in our own flow, right? We don't have to duplicate anyone else's flow, whether that flow is writing for someone, whether that flow is visualization and arts, whether that flow is movement, dance, meditation. Whatever the flow is, if only we can just get in alignment with our own flow, listen to the voice that God has for us, the way the Holy Spirit speaks to us, how he shows himself to us, how he loves us based off of our own love languages a lot of the times. If we could only get into that flow, how amazing we would be. We would be anomalies to everyone in the world. Christians wouldn't just be passing out pamphlets and talking about Jesus. In fact, People would have to wonder, like, if people ask me, like, so what do you do? So who are you? And I was like, I love the Lord. No, I don't start with that. (laughs) You know, it's kind of, it's a lot. You know, if we could learn how to package this and truly evangelize and be the kingdom, I am, I'm excited to see what God's going to do because he's changing things. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Absolutely. And we want to hear 
what you took away. So people that are listening to this in the podcast, those that are going to watch it online on the replay, we want to hear what your takeaways are. And we want to know how this information has changed you and how it's changed how you view life, your business, your um, your career, your relationships, all of that. And so Taylor, I want you to share with everyone how they can reach you. But most importantly, you've talked about uh, spring into your purpose. You've talked about the courses that you do. So share how people can get plugged into those, how they can register and how they can find you online. Well, thank you, Casey. So my website is www.createher.life. So create her dot life and um, my upcoming journey will be in the fall uh, this will be the fourth year in a row that I'll do a fall into your purpose guided meditation journey so there will be a few meditations that are fall themed fall inspired and then I am also an instructional designer so there will be moments of journaling. There'll be moments of open dialogue. And I just incorporate, sometimes I make the people draw and do art and it's all virtual. So that's what I'll be launching next in the fall. But you can stay connected with me by going to my website and signing up to be on my email list. And I have a plethora of other ways for you to work with me. And I have one meditation on iTunes as well. So it's the Create Her Meditation. Uh, and you can just search Create Her Meditation and my name, Taylor Bell, and you can find that. And that is a beautiful daily meditation to get you in the mindset of manifesting the woman that you're called to be. So, yeah, that's how you can stay connected. Taylor Michelle Bell on Instagram as well. Yes. Now, I do have to edit and say that it is also on Spotify. Create Her is also on Spotify. I'm a Spotify user. So it's like I have an iPhone, but all of my playlists are already on Spotify. So it's just hard to make a transition, you know. So I just want to note that it's on there, too. Everywhere music is so you should find it. Every streaming service. You can find the creator meditation. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Taylor. This was phenomenal. And we talk for hours and I haven't heard any of this that we talked about today. So <laughs> that is like all of the conversations that we've had, I'm out here learning things like waiting for the replay so I can take notes. <laughs> And I am so honored that you came to share and inspire those that are watching and listening. So I know that you probably have something else to add. So I want to I wanna give you one more chance. What do you want to leave the people with? What's something that you want to share as one last takeaway? Well, I'll share, can I share a little, a little bit more about business? Uh, because prior to this, I had a phone call with someone who's hosting a conference, a friend I met, we were both uh, serving at a, um, a nonprofit. We were empowering teenage girls and I met her there because we were part of the same session last year or earlier this year. And she contacted me and asked me to be a part of this conference that she was doing. And she just knew I needed to be a part of it. She's like, however, if you want to be in it. And the name of the conference and I said, honey girl, 
if that is the only thing you told me, I want to be there because I am all for inspiring her confidence, okay? And I just love that because the more and more that you become who you are, while your lane may not be inspiration and motivation and empowerment towards women, you have your own brand, you have your own lane. The more and more you show up as what that looks like in the world, the fullness of who it is. You're not afraid to share where you belong, the industry, the places, the talents, the gifts you have. These moments will be attracted to you. So I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited about creating a custom meditation for the conference that I'll be able to do. So I'm eager about that. But again, this wasn't anything I contacted her about. I didn't call her. I didn't pitch her. And I do think that's important. If you are in business, please do listen to me. You do need to pitch. But at the end of the day, if you are in alignment, God is going to put you. He's going to be able to trust that you're going to be ready when he puts you on the heart of those who are building something that uh, your gift is not only um, it welcomed, but your gift is needed. So if more of us would show up, imagine what doors, going back to the doors, just opening up. The doors are going to open up the more you meditate, you speak on. If you don't have anyone but one person to talk about that business idea, schedule the time to talk to them every day because you need to get it out and you need to feel it. You need to be it. You need to become it. You need to create it so that you can move into what it looks like and God can actually send the opportunities towards you for you to fulfill it. So that's my last little business uh, plug. But at the end of the day, I'm excited. I'm excited about the doors that are going to open up for everyone who's like, I need to be a little bit more intentional. I need to be a little bit more intentional about stretching the way that I am comprehending my current season, the way that I am analyzing what's going on in my life. I need to have a little bit more childlike faith. I need to get lost in my imagination. And I hope that you all begin to do that more. And I can't wait to see the fruit that's going to come from it. Please let us know of the fruit. So I'm done talking, Casey, because we can't make this one of our three-hour phone calls. <laughs> Look, we are we love a three-hour phone call, so I appreciate it. I'm going to link all of Taylor's information in uh, in the show notes on the podcast so that you can easily click in there, visit her website, join her list so that you can stay in contact with her um, and that you can hear more wisdom. You should also follow her online. Uh, so I'm going to drop that info in the show notes, but thank you all for listening to the Dream Build Repeat podcast. Again, my name is Casey Sharperson and you can find out more about me on CaseySharperson.com. That information will also be down in the description. So Thank you all for joining and for listening. Thank you, Taylor, for being so incredibly generous with your time and your wisdom. And have a great day. Thank you so much again, Casey. We appreciate you for being able to move in what you're called to do. Look at you. you. You created this platform, and now people can be inspired and move in their purpose. So thank you for your yes. Aw, amen. Thank you, Taylor. I love you so much. Bye.